The weather is cold outside, but we have got a heated debate to keep you warm. Today, we discuss, has the Premier League become too predictable? Roll that intro. Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you are here for the first time, please do consider subscribing to the channel. It is free football content twice a week. We've got TikTok videos. we got Instagram videos. Constant content to your door, to your phone. So please do us a favour and consider subscribing to the channel. Today, as I said in the intro, we are having a heated debate. Put simply, this weekend and this and many Premier League weekends we've seen, constantly favourites winning every single match, it seems, at times. And then you look at the bottom of the table and the current bottom three in the table are the three promoted teams. So the debate today is simple. Is the Premier League becoming simply too predictable? Reese, we'll come to you first. Now, to, I guess to start the debate, we've got to start at the bottom of the table. As I just said, you've got the three theoretically worst teams all struggling already, all in the bottom three. Is it predictable to see this coming, that now just promoted sides are going to struggle? I think it's hard to say this season. I think the gap is exceptionally wide. You know, Sheffield United, Luton and Burnley haven't shown much. Burnley have spent a lot of money. The other two have been a little bit more modest. So I think, I think the gap will be more noticeable next year, depending on who comes up and how they fare. But at the bottom, you know, it's it's what all the big clubs want, right? The three teams that come up go straight back down because they don't they don't have their interests harmed. But I think this season's a bit harsh to say it is. You you won't know in, until you have another season or two where the patterns arise, you know. I guess to answer that point quickly, what, why, why do you think these these clubs are struggling? For Luton, the argument is, oh, you know, they've got no money. It's it's just everyone predicts them to go down, right? And at the minute, they're in the bottom three. You know, five points. Maybe that's even better than some people thought. But the reality is, they're in the bottom three either way. Is it yeah. money, or is there other stuff at work here? Yeah, it's money. It, it has to be money. You know, it's always going to be money. Um, you have to spend money to be successful in football, particularly the Premier League. Um, and there's no equal financial footing in the league. So therefore, it's it's inevitable that that's how the system's going to develop itself. It's not that Luton can't attract players. It's not that Sheffield United can't attract players. Sheffield United have an owner that's lost interest. So that's problem number one. But when you don't have the money to spend, you can't attract those players, right? Burnley have done a good job attracting good players. Yes, they've got a manager that's backed it up last season, but they don't really, you know... Realistically, I've never heard of um, you know, some guy living on the beach of Rio de Janeiro jumping at the chance to move to Burnley. And that, that's not disrespect, but now they can because they get paid enough to do it. So it's it's down to money. It can't be anything else, in my opinion. Yeah, Jamie, what about you? Do you, do you see any other reason at the minute for the bottom three at least? Other than money being why they look already, I know it's harsh to say after, you know, 10 games, but they already look doomed, some of the clubs in there, like Sheffield United. Yeah, there is going to be the sort of point of they are going to get a battering 
once or twice, like big batterings, like you've seen Sheffield United, the 8 0 versus Newcastle, it it does happen to pretty much a promoted team every season. Like maybe not always, but you'll see a 6 0, 5 0, kind of when they play what they'd be the, known as the big, big teams. Um, money does come into it, but really, Sheffield United and Luton were probably like poor teams anyway to come up, like compared to what we've seen previously in the past. Um, look, they are fully, they fully right, they have the right to be in the Premier League. They got there through deserving it, through being better than everyone else in the Championship. So it's not like they don't deserve to be here. I don't want to come across like that, but they are actually poor sides for the Premier League level. And then it, it expands the gulf of who's at the top and who's at the bottom. Um, football is football, though, so they will get some results here and there. But they do they do need... It's really hard to do out of it, because like Reese said, Sheffield United's owner lost interest. Imagine getting promoted and he's lost interest. It's quite baffling. Uh, Luton, look... Luton aren't going to be able to spend all the money. They had to spend some of the money they're getting for getting in the Premier League to get their stadium up to scratch. It cuts into their budget of what they can afford to bring in players. And then Burnley, I think I, it's sort of like people have, I think research actually said probably at the start of the season when we're doing the table predictions, Burnley's way of football isn't right for what quality level they're at because teams will do be- their, what they're doing better. So that's why you've seen them sometimes completely outclassed despite trying to play good football and at spells are playing good football, passing it around. But they're also lacking in the final third, getting the goals because Burnley have only beaten Luton. So it was a bit of a, they had, they, it was kind of like, you know, they need. They had to win that game. Then Luton beat Everton, and Everton have got better since. But Everton are actually a poor Premier League side at the moment. So it's like they're be- they're beating teams near the bottom. It's not you're not getting any shock results at the top. So this is why it, it can be a bit predictable, unfortunately. And money is a big factor, but. I think compared to previous seasons, the quality that's come up into the Premier League has not helped help the case. Yeah, I think to go against the point slightly though, like with Burnley, because I, I genuinely believe and look, the season's not over, could be proven wrong, but like I believe they'd actually put up a fight similar to how um to to how Fulham did last year, where like they smashed the championship and then you're like, Oh, actually, they're here to stay. And but Fulham they had the goal score. Well, they had the goal for it. That's the difference. That's what makes these teams like go on a level. So if they had a if Burnley had a Mitrovic style player from last year, they would they would be doing okay, I think. But they yeah. don't. <laughs> um, they don't have what Nottingham Forest's uh, striker. I've l- forgotten his name. Um, Chris Wood. No, looking um, to Vinay. Yeah, he he scores goals. Where Burnley look like they're lacking that they've got everything else in the in the play, play and build up, but you just need someone to score goals really, and they just don't have that. So that's the difference between Fulham and Burnley. 
comparing like for them for last year. Yeah, yeah. But I get again, money, thing is, money does come into that. Like, yeah, you know, Fulham have the resources. Um, not in Forest have the resources. Um, you know, the championship we're saying about our poorer teams coming up, not necessarily because I think the league is on an equal, more equal financial footing. Leeds can't go and spend forty million pounds on a player in the championship. They can't. So every it's a little bit more wide open. So it's not that poorer teams are coming up. I think it's just every now and then that's going to happen where there's going to be progression of teams, but it, it has to come down to money. When, is it, when, it, when you're the big, big leagues. Is it the style of play though? Because to, to the Burnley no. point, they were playing a more attractive brand of football, obviously in the championship. But if you if you always get these small teams, and we've seen it for years at all our clubs, that small team or so-called small team will, will come to the ground away from home. They'll sit deep. They'll be hard to beat. And they all play the same, you know, for want of a better word, crap style of football. And it's like if you if you always play that way, you're always going to get the same results, right? Obviously, you'll nick it. You know, you'll nick an upset here and there. You'll rattle a big team. Yeah, but that's yeah. But when you're playing a big team, you don't want to. You like you got to think. Don't get smashed five or six nil. Try, like I. You never want your team to play for a draw. But if you're if you're Luton, you're going away to City. You're going away to Arsenal, Liverpool. And you, you go to any of their fans, will you take a draw? Of course they would. So I don't think actually playing that, sometimes you do have to play that crap style of football. And you've even seen like, okay, we'll come on to it, but United have played sometimes that crap style of football and it's worked. They've done it against City. I've seen, I've seen them do it. Thankfully not this time. Um, but you have to do it sometimes. Sometimes you have to go, right, they're better than us in in possession, in mainly attacking. We've got to hold the pressure, get these counter-attacks going. It's, it can be crap, but it's also effective. And that's why you saw Sheffield United, when they came up before, had such a great season because they were solid defensively and then getting that goal. Mm. So I think it's a good way of doing it because it's fine to batter teams in the championship, but you've got to remember there are teams better than you at doing that style of football so that's the problem yeah. with like Burnley yeah Jamie raises a good point you know Burnley have spent a lot of money I think they spent over 100 million pounds or something like that so they've got they've got good players and and that's the thing is they're going up there trying to play the same style when they can't really afford to be doing that until they've consolidated as a Prem team so they you know he's trying to play all that nice football against Man City and he lost you know Burnley lost and Really, they should have just camped out and gone on the counter-attack. You know, we all laughed at Stoke over the years, but that's what Stoke did. That's how they survived for a while and then didn't really progress after that. So they need to do that and then build on the foundations. Where Sheffield United got it wrong when they were in the league, they acted as if they'd been in the Premier League for a long time. They started buying young, hungry players. And it's like, well, no, you need experience. You need to, <laughs> you can't be buying Rian Brewster. You know, you need to be, making sure you get proven players already out there. So that's what cost them. But style of football can come into it. But I think realistically at the moment now, the golf is just so big financially. It's it's just so big. Yeah. I, to be honest, I, I just think I'd, I'd love to see a few more teams go and give it a go and play 
I just don't think, yeah, I don't think Burnley have done it this season. They're a good example because they were so, their, their style of play was unreal last season and now they're just seemingly back to the reality of just getting beat every week. And in my opinion, I, I feel like if some of these teams gave it a bit more of a go in these big games, may, maybe it would end up 5-0, but it would be a little bit less predictable. And because the style of these games become, you know what's going to happen. 10 men behind the ball and and, and that, kind of feeds into our point of saying it's it's, it's become too predictable. Um, but let, let's move up the table. So a lot of the argument here that it's predictable is obviously that the, the, the top teams are at the top. Now, you know, I, I guess to go against the point and, and to argue against the Premier League being too predictable, Man City aren't top of the league. So that's already something different from what everyone would have expected. But, like, to be honest, just arguing against, who do you, who do you think are favourites to win the league at the moment? Well, Matt, but yeah, Man, Man City. Yeah, Man City. Because you've got to think, and it's, is it sort of like, if, I, I don't know, like, there's still no, there's no serious doubt. Like, I think you even had, Neville go back against what he said at the start of the season already after 10 games. I think he went, I think Ars- he said he thinks Arsenal are going to win the league. And he's already gone, I thought there would be a hangover. I thought X, Y and Z. Sort of, and then he's gone, probably City are going to win it now. Carragher's gone the same, all, all said yesterday. Um, but I think what you, I think just thinking of City isn't the correct sort of example because... I think it's you've got to, got to look at the sort of like each game week. Sort of, if you looked at the top five, all one: Spurs, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Villa, all one. And did I don't think there was any doubt about any of them winning. But you looked at them. City was the hardest fixture against United, and that's the one you probably go. You know what? Probably not. But you, you Jordan had three nil City. I had three one. Two Reese had a draw. But that sort of what that was so predictable, Jordan. You got all you got all the goal scorers right. <laughs> like, gonna have to do a weekly yeah. prediction. I think. I yeah, maybe. lottery numbers coming soon. <laughs> well, let's be maybe. But then you got to think Arsenal against Sheffield United. It was. It wasn't in my mind. Just looking at, I was watching Soccer Saturday, and I was just like, "When are Arsenal going to score? Not if." Not are they going to hold out? Sheffield, are Sheffield United going to hold out? It was if and when and how many. Mm. And Spurs when they played Palace. Now Spurs weren't at their best, especially the first half. But you still thought they were going to win, so that's where it can be a bit predictable. And then Villa versus Luton. People thought Villa were going to win. Like for example, Jordan, you had Watkins as a, as the captain of FPL failed unfortunately right. prediction didn't get that one um but it's sort of like it was just so predictable that they were going to win it was just who were the goal scorers kind of thing mm. so that's where it can be seen at the top the golf's so big that the top four are probably the top four already to finish the season yeah and let's, let's, let's be blunt here let's be blunt here you know since 2017 only three teams have won the league that's the same amount in france and everyone likes to laugh the French league, but it's the same amount of teams that won it. Okay, um, it's it has become predictable. 
because the money is too big. You have to spend money to be successful. The only exception you can give in the Premier League era is Leicester. But let's be honest, that was luck. When the whole top six have a terrible season, you know, they're there to capitalise, right? That Arsenal team finished second, one of the worst Arsenal teams I've ever seen. You know, and they finished second. So you can either, everyone can hang their hopes on the Leicester thing all they want. Um, but these teams are better financially now than they ever have been. So it's not going to happen again. And for those of you that say Blackburn Rovers, people forget that Blackburn Rovers literally threw money at winning that league. They did it before Chelsea started it, for goodness sake. That is a fact, okay? So, you know, the, the golf has become too big. If you look at football before the Premier League started, okay, yes, you can talk about Liverpool's domination in the 80s, but that was because they had a good manager. But people forget that, you know, Derby County won their won a league title by only having their second season in the top flight. You know, Don Rivy took leads from relegation in Division 2, got and promoted the season after, and then finished second. Nottingham Forest, Brian Clough did it again with Forest, took them all the way up straight away. You know, and why are you allowed to do that? Because the money's a bit more evenly distributed. Nottingham Forest paid for the first million-pound player. Man United didn't, you know, at the time. And... And you were allowed to grow players. You're allowed to take your time with players. You had a better access of pool to players. Now it's got to such a point where the divide is too big. Crystal Palace will never progress because they have to sell their players. They have to sell Eze. They have to sell Elise and replace them and do the same again. And that's what will cost all these teams. So the golf only gets bigger and bigger because teams, big teams don't need to scout. They'll just wait for everyone else to do it because they don't have time to do it. They have to buy them straight away. Lyon, who are currently in the relegation zone in France, made it clear, we're not going to compete with PSG. So what's happened? Look where they are. Because they're not trying to, they're not trying to spend money, so it's flop for them. It's, it's getting to a point where it's just becoming pointless. You know, it's going to be very similar to the league in Austria, where it's just Salzburg winning it every year. It's going to be like Scotland, where Celtic and Rangers win it every year. It's just no point. I don't know about that because... There's not just one club with a load of money. City aren't the only team with money. Newcastle have an owner that's got more money. Chelsea have spent a billion fairly recently. United have spent more than City in that time. So it does take into account that you need to spend it right. But in my opinion, there's no doubt that Chelsea, United and Newcastle will probably win another league title in the next... 10, 20 years. And they're not going to go down, are they? Well, that, that's the difference. Not, that, not go down. Can you ever see an Ajax situation in the Premier League, actually? Because the closest I think we, we're going to come to it, and it's probably not going to happen again, was Chelsea's form last season. Because that wasn't pretty much relegation form. But it still weren't enough to send them down because just before... But I don't see it happening again with any of these sides that have the money. Like the the top team at the moment that you could see go down is Brighton because they're buying players, selling players, buying players, selling players. At some point, the people you bring in are just not going to be as good quality. And we've seen that with, say, Southampton had it in the past where they had to set they sold like four or five players to Liverpool. Now they've gone down. So that's the only way I see it happening with a team that's near the top now 
going down, but it's not going to be, it's unlikely it's going to be one of the big six, big seven, you want to call them. Yeah, I think that's both fair, to be honest. The, the point she said is like, we we say, well, I think both your points are valid. We We say that it's the best league in the world, but then you've got, as you said, the same winner for the last, what, three out of four years or, or three out of five years? Or five out of six. Five out of six, e- even worse. Like, that is predictable. Like, that, that is extremely predictable. And although, you know, we've had a good yeah. few relegation battles, so maybe it doesn't fully apply. But you're right. You're not going to see one of these big teams relegated. Even us at our absolute worst, kind of jokingly, we're close. But because of the money gap, as you said, Reese, there's always going to be three worst teams. Yeah, and realistically, you had the money to spend yourself out of the situation if it really got that bad. Like, if you really wanted to, you could have just bought the best players from from the team around you if you wanted to, to just weaken them. That's the thing. Again, Serie A is the best league in the world. Why? Because everyone's on an equal financial footing. Because Juventus have run out of money and no, none of the other teams have been hit massively affected by the, the crash in 2008, 2008, 2009... It's much more equal, so everyone has a fair chance of winning it. Yeah, I mean, Serie A, I can definitely vouch for that being a sensational league. For those of you following on Insta, this is why you should follow us on Insta, but Cagliari, 3-0 down at the weekend, won the game 4-3, Claudio Ranieri, Claudio Ranieri. And you get in Serie A, maybe this doesn't apply to our point, but you seem to get this every weekend in Serie A genuinely ridiculous results, ridiculous comebacks. And maybe it is, to your point, Reese, because they're a little bit more equal, pre- results are less predictable. And it is more exciting to some degree. Yeah. I mean, look, the Premier League does throw up these results. Look at Liverpool Spurs last year, right? Yeah. It does throw them up. And I would argue that it's it's very competitive, I'd say, from third. In a way, it's, it's competitive between third to ninth or something. You know, Everyone's going, oh, but look at Aston Villa, look at Aston Villa. Like They've got a manager in charge who has a track record of finishing around the top five, six. And they've got the money to do so. So let, let's be realistic. You know, it, it throws up a lot of high scoring games. I give it that, you know, and the derbies are exciting. But overall, it is too predictable. And it's, it is to the point where, where this is why the championship is so enjoyable because you, you just don't know who's going to go up and who's going to go down. The championship is just, I think Middlesbrough are probably the perfect example of that. How a team's fortunes can turn in a matter of, what, 10 game weeks? Literally, what was it? For losing every week, like probably you lost five, six in a row, turned to flip, flip the switch, and then they won six in a row. Like, it's, you don't get that in the Prem. Like, you just don't. And, and it is because teams are a little bit more even. I think with the sort of like counter argument is like, going against saying it isn't predictable is, well, Chelsea losing to Brentford at the weekend. Probably a result most people didn't see coming. I know John's going to be still hurting from it. Um, Sort of, you do get them results like we've seen it in the, we've seen it in previous seasons where a smaller club will beat one. Like I've seen us lose to Norwich 3-2 and I think they got relegated that year. Um, it's sort of other clubs have had it. It's things that do they do prop up from time to time, because I think if you look at the game of the weekend, I think Brentford beating Chelsea was the biggest shock. 
Everton beating West Ham away was probably a bit of a shock. Um, Wolves, Newcastle 2-2, probably one you don't expect. But it's, I guess, it's teams that aren't fully at the top that are the ones that come up with the shock. So if you're looking at Spurs, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, if they weren't playing each other next weekend, like you've got Spurs, Spurs, Chelsea, you've got Newcastle, Arsenal, but City versus Bournemouth, I think most people won't will have that as a banker. Then you've got Liverpool, Luton, but at, at Luton, you still are going to imagine Liverpool are going to win that game. So that's where I think it can be predictable. I might be wrong with the fixtures, sort of like, I hope I am for the Luton-Liverpool game, not for City-Bournemouth, obviously. But it's sort of them sort of games, sort of, we want the bottom teams to be able to pick up points from the top teams for competitiveness. But that also doesn't mean that the top teams shouldn't keep on trying to improve, if that makes sense. Yeah, but again, this is... Again, money comes into it, doesn't it? Because no team, if they if they're not a money team, you know they don't have, they're not able to build success, right? Look at Monaco, win the league, their whole team got ripped apart because everyone paid big money for their players. So if Palace would look at even Leicester win the league, you should never sell your best player if you go and win the league. They did, you know, and it becomes pointless because the same teams they'll have a bad season and go. Don't worry, we'll sort it out. We'll just buy from them and make them worse. So no team can even go and build a foundation for success, like Palace or or whatever, because their team's just going to get ripped to shreds. It just becomes so obsolete, you know, that even that glimmer of hope you hang on to, you think maybe it'll be us one day. It'll be great, but it's not going to last. You need a takeover. And that 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 comes back to money, doesn't it? <laughs> You're just hoping for a Saudi takeover. To, to become a big club it's it's two ways it's either you get a Saudi takeover or you have an American majority where the league will inevitably change I think it might be the latter where they will go to an American system and it will be fairer people won't want to hear it but it will and it will make it more interesting it causes problems because teams will flunk their season in order to get a best draft pick or something but it will be more unpredictable and more teams will win it yeah, yeah because do rarely like I'm so sorry with the American sort of aspect of it though what we have in the English football is there's rarely a time where games don't matter okay when you get two maybe three games from the end of the season there'll be a few completely dead rubber games so we we probably don't want that we don't want you know what I can't get relegated we'll we'll lose this game because Fans don't want to see a team that's going to be putting out crap when they when they don't have to. Just they're just to... doing it in the cup games instead. That's what they're doing. Like look at Bournemouth when they decided to weaken their team because they wanted to focus on the league that one time. This was like six years ago. It's like, but what's the point? You have a chance of winning the league cup. So that's what they're doing. They're just transitioning it to other things. Yeah, but I, I don't mind that for cups, like for squad rotation. I still disagree that the, the, the so-called small clubs should be doing that. We've had the debate before, but like you've got to go full throttle to win those. I don't care how big you are, but you're seeing it with the big clubs where they've got squad depth. That also comes into the predictability. How many of the big teams, or how many of non-big teams won a trophy 
in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Le- Leicester League, Leicester FA Cup, Wigan FA Cup, Birmingham League Cup. That's four I can yeah, think of. Not much else. I don't think there it's not is. not enough, is it? You know, you it's, don't get Because what you want as a fan is to see a team lift a trophy. I don't... I, it's sort of like with Palace, we've mentioned a few times, they've come 13th in the last three seasons. And do you want one guess on where they are sitting in the Premier League right now? They're sitting 13th. It's, mm-hmm. why, why are they not going gun-ho for the Cup, the League Cup? Because in the League Cup, you need to win, I think, four games or four or five games to win the trophy. That's not a lot, really. Okay, they, they did play United away lost fair enough but uh, i'm not just using i've just used them for picking out a team but other teams can get the sort of luck of the draw maybe you watch the big sides play each other right we'll get to a final it'll be you might get you might lose in that final but at least draw it seems like you're trying and that's what that's what you want as fans you want your team mm-hmm. seem trying and close at least to winning stuff and that's because money talks though What's the point? What would you rather have? You know, go on a League Cup run or make sure you stay 13th in the league where you win millions of pounds. And then, so what they'll do is get rid of the League Cup because it becomes obsolete. So that means even less teams have a chance of winning. And then what? The FA Cup starts to be phased out. So you only have two chances to win a tournament near enough. You know, even even winning the Premier League is becoming obsolete because the Champions League is taking a priority. You know, it's... It's just. I don't. It is I, don't it is. I don't agree with that because I don't see many. I don't see any English teams going. We're not going to win the like. They're not. They're going full throttle on the Champions League if they can win the league. I don't think there's any team that's yeah. done even that. in general. It will become second best because, like I said, you can finish fourth and become a champion of Europe. What's the point? Or <laughs> you can't even become a champion. You can't even become a champion in England. <laughs> but this is it. It's making the competition seem worthless. But at the same time, it's not. So everyone's going to focus all on one competition. It will change, and that's how it's going to be. If you can finish sixth in the league in basketball and go on to win it, you know, that's cup football, though. That's that's just how cups work. Like, yeah, you, well, it doesn't mean you're the well, best. No, because you used to have to win your league to compete in the European Cup. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it but, was. But for. you still, <laughs> you still have to finish high. So you, you you could argue by that logic that the Champions League is more important because your your league position is is what allows you to get in that competition. It's a bit of a backwards argument, but I get I, it. I, it I was, don't agree with that. Stupid. The but competition's that... been made better. I will admit that because more teams are in it, but it does become obsolete because it's like, well, you know, I mean, if Liverpool only took an interest in the league, they had won it for a long time. Do you know what I mean? City, you know. You know, you could have argued that they would have might have even eventually would have run tired of not winning the Champions League. You know, look at PSG. They won the league. Now they won the Champions League. It's It will become like that more and more. You know, eventually we'll start teams. You've got to finish in the top 10 to qualify. But that's also another water, thing. Is it waters how down many, a lot. How many teams have got into Europe, like, sorry, Champions League, that are not? It's only Leicester, really, isn't it? If you're not thinking of the well, Newcastle, if you're not thinking of the big six, but due to Newcastle's money, they're sort of in that top. <laughs> now a top Newcastle seven spent three hundred billion to get there, didn't they? That's not a dig. No, no, no that's, that's what that's what, what you, the they're there, isn't it? That's what, yeah, that's what you got to do. Like City did that. That's how we got to that. We got to the point of getting in the Champions League. We spent money. 
it happens, that's it. So that's where I think it does come a bit too predictable because we know who's going to be roughly the top four, five. And then we know who's roughly going to be at the bottom. And that, that I don't know how to stop it, but that's where I do think it is becoming a bit too predictable. But that doesn't mean it hasn't been predictable in decades ago when United were winning seven out of eight titles. I think that's the threat now, though. I think the threat now is, is very clearly that Man City are going to be that team. And, you yeah, know, obviously you want it. That makes sense. Like, we're not going to do this for 20 years. It's not. I don't think we are going to do a Bayern Munich where we win 10, 10 in a row. I don't, yeah. I don't see that because I think there's too much money with other teams. Yeah, but, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I would say City will probably be top three for... 10 straight years if that makes sense so in that way yeah predictable but not fully because you've got to see see city have won the league by one point four times or something like that now Mm. so it's not it's not like it's run away with it i don't see it being a fully monopolized 10 league titles in a row yeah no that's fair enough well i think that just about wraps us up for another episode. Now, as always, there's a lot to disagree with there. All of you watching might completely disagree and say, actually, the Premier League is not remotely predictable. If so, please do tell us why in the comments. And of course, make sure you subscribe. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.